1 through 6, if we can stand to honor his word. This is written by the Apostle Paul, and he says here in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1, starting at verse 1, it, we, she, she put the ending verse up there. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the mind of, minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Jesse, I'm going to ask my son to pray for the Lord's anointing today. Amen. You may be seated. So last night, um, I heard that my son Joel was in bed. So I, I was yelling, Joel, Joel, time to get up, Joel. And I walked over there to their bedroom door was closed, and I heard Jesse talking. And I realized he was doing his podcast. <laughs> so I don't know, Jesse, if... Uh, you, the middle of your podcast, you hear a Joel, Joel. And I wouldn't realize, right, he's in the middle of his podcast. So Jesse has a podcast where he gets on and he talks about the scriptures he was recording last night. And then my wife was looking for Ruth later on. She was like, Ruth. <laughs> so if you listen to Jesse's podcast from last night, you might be hearing uh, somebody shouting Joel and somebody shouting Ruth. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk to you today about censorship. Anyone know what censorship is? Okay, you're pretty good, Matthew. Okay. I actually pulled up a definition. I just wanted to see how close you were. I'll read this definition. It says, censorship is the suppression of speech, public communication, or other information. This may be done on the basis that such material is considered objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or inconvenient. Censorship can be conducted by governments. It can be conducted by private institutions or other controlling bodies. How many are familiar with censorship? It's going on like crazy in our day. And, uh, but it's been happening for many years, even since before I was born. Um, you've heard this, this, you see it on Facebook, right? Uh, certain posts, and then there's people that are fact checkers, right? They, they, they're fact checkers, right? And 
Fact-checking is a process that seeks to verify sometimes factual information in order to promote the veracity and correctness of reporting. So fact-checking can be conducted before or after the text is published, and we've seen that on Facebook. Has anybody posted something, and then the fact-checkers put something on what you posted? Yeah, that's happened. Uh, or you've seen somebody else post something, and then you couldn't read it because it was blocked out by fact-checkers, and then you had to click on it to see if you, you know, you know, they warned you that this might not be true. And, you know, you've heard about people talking about the fact that we need to fact-check the fact-checkers. You've heard that, right? Uh, you've heard uh, fake news, right? Um, fake news is false or misleading information presented as news. Fake news often has the aim of damaging the reputation of a person or entity or making money through advertising revenue. Um, the term was first used in the 1890s. Did you guys know that? It was first used in the 1890s when sensational reports in newspapers were common. However, the term does not have a fixed definition and has been applied more broadly to include any type of false information, including unintentional and unconscious mechanisms. You know, people say something is fake news if they don't agree with it. It might even be true, but if it's not in accordance with their bias, they'll say fake news. You know, because <laughs> one, one uh, group over here says that's fake news, and these guys over here saying these, that's fake news. What's that? Mostly peaceful protests. Mostly peaceful protests. That's fake news. That's fake news? <laughs> yeah, because some of it's not so peaceful, right? Um, so fake news, how do you feel? Just honest question. Think about this. Destiny, how do you feel when you find out that someone has lied to you? What do you feel? Honestly. Hurt? Michael, how do you feel? Michael will give he'll he'll be supportive. Irritated. Hurt. Right? Angry maybe? Revengeful? <laughs> okay. All right. I personally, I do not like being lied to. I feel violated in some way. Uh, once a person has lied to me, it will not be easy for me to trust them again. Because there'll always be this question in the back of my mind if they're telling the truth. Now, Melissa, she always says, just kidding. But she's gotten me enough times that I always have this question in the back of my mind. Is, she is this fake news? So, you know, I wonder. Many times we gravitate towards the news that we agree with the most, right? There's that 
the, the news that has the liberal slant, and here's the news that has the conservative slant. And so we say, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, listen to these guys because I like their angle a little bit better. A lot of times, you know, people will say, those guys, it's all fake. Well, I've noticed that it's not all fake. Sometimes they take the same set of facts, but they have different conclusions and different observations based on the same set of facts. And so, um, yeah, you guys, sometimes I listen, and you could hear the bias. Have you guys done that before? You can just hear the bias in listening to different types of uh, news media outlets. If somebody reports something, whether it's true or not, that we do not agree with, we have a tendency to be skeptical. There are individuals that strongly dislike certain news agencies because of their bias. Uh, to some, it doesn't even matter if you're telling the truth. It, if it does not agree with their political or religious leaning, then they won't hear it whether it's true or not. So we've talked about that before when we mentioned the bondage of belief. But I want to show you a picture. Christy, can you put this picture? You guys have seen this on Facebook, something like this, right? You've seen something. You can barely see this, right? But this little thing says false information. The same information, information was checked in another post by independent fact checkers. See why, and you can click on that. You've seen these, something like this? Independent, right? What's the next one, Christy? Oh, this, this page has repeatedly shared false information. Independent fact checkers said the information is false. Learn more. Go back. Follow page anyway. Any, <laughs> anyone seen something like that on Facebook, right? What's the next one? Have you seen this? I like this. Uh, this is Delitos. <laughs> Delitos, nacho speech. <laughs> and you see uh, the guy on the left, right? That's the founder, one of the founders of Facebook. And the guy on the right, I don't know who that is. I think he's, is he the, is he the Twitter guy? I don't know. It, it does look like the Twitter guy. You're right. And so, yeah, they, you know, they, they can just delete whatever you post, you know, if they don't like it, it doesn't agree with them. Nacho speech. So... <clears throat> Um, censor, censorship. What's that last one? I like this one. We remove something you posted. We, 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 this is a joke, right? We removed your post because it's true and someone will take it personal and think it is about them. <laughs> it is against Facebook community standards to post the truth. <laughs> so you guys know exactly what we're talking about. For years, I've known about censorship. They have had it in China. You can read about censorship in China. And, the, and you, I have something here. It says, censorship in the People's Republic of China is implemented or mandated by the PRC's ruling party, which is the Chinese Communist Party. The government censors content for mainly political reasons, such as curtailing political opposition, and censoring events unfavorable to the CCP, such as, and it has some examples here. Um, 
My wife was involved, I, I've shared this before a number of years ago, with smuggling Bibles into China. You know, that was a book that was censored. And that was a book uh, that um, I guess they felt, felt like they didn't want people to get a hold of. And so there was a lot of underground churches in China. The last I heard, there was government churches in China, but there were still underground churches because they didn't want to be controlled by the government. And so uh, we know that for years, Christianity has been censored. There has been a censorship that's taking place in Christianity. I don't know about anybody else, but that bothers me. It bothers me when the truth cannot be told. It bothers me when I find out something that's in the news and everyone's believing it because they said it in the news, but it's just not true. That bothers me. Um, so I want the truth. I don't know anyone. Are you guys hungry for truth? Do you want to know the truth? Sometimes the truth is not popular. Sometimes uh, the truth is not what the majority believes. And so I want to know the truth. I want the truth to be made manifest. Not all things that are hidden need to be made manifest. Some of those things need to not you know, be something we're talking about. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. That's where we started. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. There's a lot of things that are hidden that are dishonest. I'm not interested in those things. There's another passage in Ephesians 5 that in 11 through 13, it says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. It's a shame to speak of some of those things that are done by some people in secret. You know, I'm not the type of person I have learned this in the past several years that wants to go around finding out people's deepest, darkest secrets. I'm not really interested in knowing all the faults and all the failures and the flaws. And I don't want to get involved in people talking junk about uh, other people and gossip. I'm not interested in that. In fact, one time I was telling my dad, I, I don't even want to hear. My dad came to me one time and he said, you know, uh, one of your good friends, uh, something his dad did something really terrible. And um, he said, I just want to let you know you might be hearing about it. He goes, I know that you don't want, I go, dad, I don't even want to hear. Don't, I don't want to know about it. That way, when I'm next to my friends, they can know that I'm not sitting around talking about what their parent did behind closed doors. I said, if they want me to know, then they can talk to me about it. But other than that, I don't want to know. And so um, 
Have you guys ever heard something that was just terrible news and it's, it weighs heavy on you? It weighs heavy. So this, this verse is saying it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And getting back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, that's where I was at. Have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. The truth is what's important to me. I want the truth to be revealed. I want the truth to be made manifest. I don't want that to be censored. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, the Apostle Paul said, if the gospel that we preach, if the gospel that we teach is hid, it is hid to who? To those who are lost. There's something I do not want to hide. There's something that I do not want to be hidden. There's something that I want to be manifested and revealed. And that's the gospel that they preached and that they taught. Unfortunately, so many churches are preaching a completely different gospel. They have censored the gospel that the apostles have taught. And it's not apostolic at all. Doesn't even resemble what the apostles taught and what they preached. It doesn't matter if they think that that church had the vicar of Christ. And they have the authority to change doctrine. Now we have doctrines today that don't even resemble what the apostles taught. He said, and Paul said, if this gospel that we have, if it's hid. It's hid to them that are lost. And we have this censorship that's taking place. The gospel of God is defined in Romans chapter 1. We're not going to go there. Just telling you guys. I used to think it was defined in 1 Corinthians 15, which helps describe a little bit about the gospel. The gospel is more than just the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you must obey it. Because if you don't obey it, you cannot, will not be saved. It's very clear. It's for all, Romans 10 tells us, for all, not all have obeyed the gospel. For he says, saith, Lord, who hath believed our report, right? Not everyone has obeyed the gospel. How do you obey? Some people say gospel is good news. How do you obey good news? Well, we know. We've talked about this before. Death, burial, resurrection, how each one of those apply in our steps to salvation. But the gospel is being censored in our world today. The enemy is not wanting that message to get out. He's trying to occult the light. And so, um, the Apostle Paul feared what the minds of the Corinthians would be corrupted from. And that's the simplicity that's in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4 says, Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, 
as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And there are three another's in this verse, verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, it's a different one. One the apostles did not preach. Churches all over the place preaching a different, another Jesus. One day I was door, we were door knocking, knocked on this guy's door, and he said, oh, great to see what church are you guys from? And I, he said, where were we from? He said, great to see other churches out there door knocking. He said, I'm from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's great. And I said, well, who we are, and I told him who we are. I said, we believe in what we, you believe is another Jesus than what we believe. And he said, what do you mean? Isn't there only one Jesus? I said, yes, there is. There's only one. But the one you preach and teach is not the the Jesus of the scriptures. And that smile, and he was so glad to have everyone, you know, knocking, it changed. And he was no longer smiling, and I seen his face begin to turn red. I wasn't trying to be mean. I was trying to tell him what about this Jesus that's in the scripture, how Jesus defined himself, because there's a lot of people defining Jesus their own way. Doctrines of men nowhere in the scripture. And so there's that another Jesus. And Paul said, I fear, right? He said, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted. He said, for he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit. You mean we could receive another spirit? which ye have not received. Well, it doesn't the Bible say there's only one spirit? Yeah, Ephesians 4, 4 does tell us there is one spirit. But he feared. So he talked about another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted. Ye might well bear with him. And so I feel this burning in my heart to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ that the apostles preached is not censored in this church. The Jesus Christ that the apostles preached in the scriptures is not censored in this church. And that the spirit of God that is spoken of, of in the scripture and the definition of the spirit, who he is, how he defined himself, is not censored in this church because there's plenty of another's going on. Plenty of difference, but I want to make sure that we make a difference between the holy and the profane. <clears throat> the other gospel is not the accepted gospel. Not the gospel that the apostles preached. We need to be careful not to be persuaded to accept any other gospel my tax lady we were sitting there and she was um, a christian lady and she was telling me that this certain scripture she said oh that's not for us today 
And I said, um, what gospel are you, do you believe? If the gospel that they preached is not the gospel for us today, what is the gospel that's for us today? What is the gospel that's for us today? Because now we have people that are preaching a gospel that has evolved, and they say the scriptures aren't really for us today. They, they cut things out. And they say, oh, that's not for us today because I don't agree with that. And so they have their own idea. It's a completely different gospel. And I'm concerned about that. And I make issue with that. Because the Bible's very clear that there's no other gospel that can save. And so there is one gospel. And I want to make sure, right, I might be a minority. I might be that one news agency that's saying, hey, you know, this ain't true what the majority news agencies are saying. It's wrong. It's not factual. I'm fact-checking. It's not factual. Since I was a little uh, younger guy, you know, in my teenage years, and I would say, where is that at in the Bible? I don't know where it's at, but that's just the way I believe. That's the way my mom and dad taught. It doesn't matter what your mom and dad, you're not going to stand before God and say, well, my mom and my dad and my grandpa and grandpa, this is the way they believe. That's not how you're going to be saved. You got to be saved by what thus saith the word of the Lord, God's word. Mom and dad, you're not going to be able to go in on their coattails, right? So there is this perversion of truth. And Paul was concerned about it. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, he said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. They would pervert the one gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul said it this way, but though we, even if I, and even if any of the other apostles, if we came or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if I came and I changed my mind and I, I got old and senile and all of a sudden I started saying weird things and I have another brand new gospel. It doesn't matter. If we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. Let me say this again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. Anybody. Any man. Anyone at all. If they will preach a different gospel than what there he's talking about they preached let him be accursed do you guys see it 
For do I now persuade men or God? Question. Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that's the passage we started with. Now I'm on verse 4. Sorry, I'm jumping around. It says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Listen. Their minds were blinded. Past tense. How many like to be lied to? How many think it's okay to be deceived? I can't stand it. It bothers me. I don't like to be lied to. I don't like being uh, deceived. I have a hard time trusting people that have lied to me one time or have dece- I just have a really hard time. And so the God of this world already blinded the minds of the unbelievers. Their minds have been blinded. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the singular image of God. He is the. God has an image. Definite article. The image of the invisible God. The icon. Right? He is the image of God. Lest that light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That icon is a representation. It's the figure. It's the likeness of God. And the God of this world hath blinded the minds of the non-believers, the unbelievers. And verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There is a message that's being censored in our world today, and that's the message of who Jesus really is. That's the message that the world needs to hear. That's the message that we, as the church, must share. There will be opposition to that message. Nevertheless, it must be preached. It must be taught. People need to know the truth before it is too late. Will you help share that message? It is our message. Everyone here knows something about the Lord Jesus. Right? You know something? Maybe you don't know everything there is to know about the Lord. Of course, none of us are to that depth. But we need to share what we know about the Lord Jesus Christ. What we absolutely know before it is too late. To many, the Jesus of the Bible is a stone of stumbling. To many people, he's a rock of offense. Many people stumble at the word being disobedient. In 1 Peter 2, starting at verse 8, it says, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, 
being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But not the church. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. Sitting down yesterday, um, we had, before the workday, we had a, a men's breakfast, and I said to them, I said, uh, everyone here has a call on their life. Every individual. But because you're called doesn't mean you're saved. Many are called, the Bible says, but few are chosen. And the book of Revelation talks, uses the phrase called, chosen, and faithful. So what will you do with the call of God on your life? Because there is a call. Ye are a chosen generation. I don't want to be just called. I want to be chosen. A royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises, show forth the virtues of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What are we to do? Show the virtues of the Lord Jesus Christ. Show the virtues of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Are you thankful for that? Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So let those who are the chosen generation, let those who are the royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people, show forth the virtues, the praises of our God. He is the one who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do not let that gospel be hid. Seek for truth in this highly censored society. Let others know, share him. He is the one that will make the difference in their lives. So my challenge for you today is to commit yourself to the message. Commit yourself. Let something stir in your heart and say, I don't want this to be censored. Does that ever just get to you? I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I was, um, as a young person, when people would say stuff against the Lord Jesus Christ, it would stir me up. I have had a lot of Bible debates with people. Most of them had no idea what the scriptures said. A lot of religious people have beliefs but don't know the Bible. And from a young age, I was saying, show me in the scripture. Give me a verse. One person said, uh, I said, uh, listen, I, I was going through the scripture with this uh, young lady. And um, she said, well, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised this way. And I said, well, okay, well, um, this is what you guys believe. Where is that in the Bible? Well, I don't know, but I believe it anyway. That's what's called the bondage of belief. Jesus warns us about that. Doesn't he in John 8, right? 
Then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, if they believed, which believed on him, if you continue in my word, is it John 8, 32? If you continue, 31, 32, I think. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth. Is that right? And the truth shall make you free. So believing something is not enough. You got to know it. And it's impossible to know a lie. You can't know it. And so there's a lot of people that are trying to censor something because it's not, it doesn't fit with their belief system. And so they will censor out the truth. May it never be said of this church and the people in this church that we censor the truth. Right? So that, there's something that stirs in my heart when I see people trying to censor the truth. Does it get to anyone else like it gets to me? It irritates me. I get angry. Somebody put something on Facebook about, um, you know, uh, a, a, a bad response that they had towards a vaccine or something like that, a vaccine injury. And then, of course, Facebook puts their thing up there. This, and I'm like, really? I mean, how do you, I mean, do you, how do you know this? How do you know this is false information? Um, and so that, that kind of stuff just irritates me because it doesn't fit with their narrative. That, does that bother anyone else? Does that, yeah, all right, good. <laughs> um, so I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned that there is so many in the church today that don't have this same thing that the apostle, this concern that the apostle Paul had. And we need to have that concern. We need to be very concerned about it. So you guys share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Tell people who Jesus really is. Who he really is. Right? And so, um, there's some people, they've just never met him. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. You could see it in their lives. The Lord Jesus Christ has not changed them. They're still in addiction. They're still in sin. Their life has never changed. And we got to let people know who Jesus really is, that they can know him, that they can have a relationship with him, and he can change their lives. It's so funny. I have people come to me and start trying to tell me about how Jesus, uh, I have a wrong view and understanding of Jesus, and they're in addiction, they're in sin. And I'm like, Really? Their Jesus isn't very powerful. That Jesus that they worship, is not, he's not very powerful at all. But I'm talking about Jesus, who the real Jesus, the one who can change your life, the one who when the apostle Paul saw on the road to Damascus when he said, who art thou, Lord? And, and that voice said, I'm Jesus whom thou persecutest. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Because he was kicking against the pricks. He was trying to fight the pricks. He was trying to fight the conviction. 
because there was something different about these Christians. He was a believer. He believed the Bible. He understood the scriptures. But there was something about these Christians that was different. True Christians. And they were being persecuted. And the more they persecuted the Christians, the faster the church grew. And when people would worship the Lord and they would thank God that they were even counted worthy to suffer persecution for the name of the Lord Jesus. So, censorship. Censorship. I've been being censored for a while, right? Enemy tries to censor the truth. But I always just find a way to try to let people... I, I ask people. I get, I get them uncomfortable. I'll be on the job site and, and uh, you know, I'm friendly to people. I, I'm kind to people. I treat people nicely. But at the same time, I'll say, where is that in the Bible? Where is that in the Bible? So, amen. Let's sing this song. I want to challenge you guys challenge you guys today share this message you've got a message that the world needs to hear amen Just to know you, just to know you. 